0: What's up y'all, it's your girl KB and welcome to another episode of Heart Convos where we believe it's not a hard conversation, it's a heart conversation. So my amazing co-host had the opportunity to sit down with one of the most brilliant, intelligent minds you will ever meet. He goes by the name of Caleb Sean. If you do not know who Caleb Sean is, he is one of the most talented individuals to walk this planet. Caleb has played for the likes of Beyonce, to PJ Morton and everybody in between. I mean, he is just extremely gifted and I am so thankful that he wanted to share some of his story with us. Today in this episode, Caleb will go deep into some really heart issues. He will let you into his story um, as it pertains to the relationship he has with his father. And he will really just kind of lay out his issue when it comes to being a perfectionist. And so I hope that you enjoy today's heart convo. Raphine go ahead and take it away so i'm excited today we got caleb
1: sean
2: hey here
1: on the podcast heart combos praise him
2: what's good heart combos followers excited
1: excited to have you on the podcast today i think this is gonna be good um
2: yes
1: and nice to have another male on the podcast because we don't have a whole lot of male guests so no
2: yeah y'all got female power on on the on the (laughs) On the hard combos and i'm for that you know i support that but i mean i'm glad to be in the number to represent the testosterone
1: <laughs> not female power <laughs> so let's start with tell the people if they don't know who caleb sean is if they like i mean hey who are you where are you from what do you do
2: um okay so yeah for anybody who doesn't know who, who i am uh, my name is caleb sean My last name is McCampbell, which is important, um, because where I come from is important. But Caleb Sean is my artist name. That's kind of just what I go by. Um, And I I hail from the great city of Dallas, Texas. That's where I was Mm -hmm. born and raised. And um, that's where I've had, like, all my spiritual upbringing and all that good stuff. And just like, you know, it's probably been my whole life, actually, still now. I am 33 years old. That's maybe... Um, may work against me in this conversation or may work for me. I don't know. But, (laughs) and, uh, you know, and so, yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I mean, I I am, and i say this not to be churchy but like for i am a child of god like that's literally who i am and i say that because that's probably going to be not probably definitely going to be important to this conversation i am a child of god i am an heir to god i'm i am a part of a royal priesthood and a chosen generation like that's straight up who i am and i'm not even being almost churchy but <laughs> that is literally who i am but what i do is music that is probably um one of my strongest gifts um and uh, so anything anywhere between writing to producing to um, performing, I play multiple instruments: piano and voice are my main. I play some drums, and I kind of mess around with guitar instruments. I'm not a guitarist by any <laughs> means, but but I know how to you know make some sound with it, and, and you know I can fool you for a minute. But that's that's kind of like the lane that I've I've been in is the music world for the past. Uh, I started playing piano when I was about three or four. Everybody in my family plays music. I kind of history-wise, um, my dad and his brothers they had. Um a r famous RB group, pop RB right, group in the right? in the late 80s, early 90s called the Mac band, and they had a number one hit, like y'all for real, straight up. And it, what? it was called Roses Are Red. Yeah, it was called, it was called <laughs> Roses Are okay. Red and it had is yeah, old school. Roses are
1: red.
2: Violets are blue. Baby And if there's anything I'm certain of yeah. It's I love you, Dude, it's old school. Anyways, y'all know about that.
1: Y'all got a free that. song. Listen, free song. Come through.
2: <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's 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 um, um my lineage, um, some music. Yeah, on both sides of my family, my mother sings. She has a voice like a bird. All of my siblings play instruments and sing. And um, actually, my mom's um, brother. It's this. This is kind of cool. My uh, my mother. Is the right in the middle of five siblings. She has two older brothers, she's right in the middle, and two younger brothers. Well, guess how my family turned out. <laughs> two <laughs> brothers, my oldest oldest two brothers, my sister's right in the middle. I'm the fourth, and then there's one younger than me. And so the fourth in her family also is a piano player. Um, so yeah. I brag because he's like ridiculous crazy. Like he sounds like he has 12 hands. His name is Joseph Joubert. Joubert is obviously a French last name. And so mm-hmm. there's French, we got Creole on my mom's side. Um and so, anyways, so that's kind of where I come from. Yeah, music has kind of been my my lane, you could say. I mean, I can dunk on somebody. Don't trip, you know what I'm saying? If you get that basketball, now I'm actually I'm, I'm kind of joking, but kind of not. I, I swear I'm Kobe, but I know I'm not. <laughs> oh so, uh, but yeah, music is music is music has been very very um a uh, very very integral part of my journey and uh, my my path and and, and my purpose is very very intertwined with my purpose, but. Um, it's more than music, so that's what's up. Yeah, I don't know if that was too long of an intro, but Caleb is
1: a child of God. Don't (laughs) walk away with anything else from this interview. He is a child of God. Here's here's what I need the people to know, though. So, Uh. what Caleb didn't say, he did say, "McCampbell is my last name," which matters in Dallas because y'all are known in the city, and caleb comes from what i like to call a family of musical geniuses because (laughs) i'm like how does everybody play sing, like just everybody's musical it's ridiculous that's funny um but caleb and i met when did we meet 2000 and i was trying to think of this Uh, i think it might have been 2006
2: ish yeah that sounds that sounds about right that sounds about right because um i was uh so we, we so so i grew up at, at dr tony evans church oakland bible fellowship mm-hmm. um funny story my dad was actually the was, was the one that talked him into bringing drums into the church because really? yes dr evans was kind of you know he's he's rather conservative but he was very very conservative at that time and so anyway okay. so that's that's where i grew up at and so th- and so that i'm pretty sure that's where we met because i grew up there and then like my family had left. We had helped out some churches over the years, helped plant churches, and um, we would lead worship and do stuff like that. And so we came back, and I think it was 2006. We came back. I came back to play. Um, my dad, my oldest brother Charles, and and myself, we came back to play. And um, I want to say it was like the the young adult ministry that you were helping out with, or something like that. Uh, um, um, that pastor. I don't
1: think that- that's where we were No,
2: was it wasn't. Not was it not there? Am I tripping? <laughs> I thought that's where I thought it I'm was. I'm sitting
1: over here like
2: no. Because they don't used to,
1: because they
2: used to do the They used to do. It may have been a little bit before that, but like, I I know. So like, I
1: think we met through a mutual friend doing music somewhere in the city because I did not go to Oak Cliff. I went and like visited there a few times, but I think we met through a, you playing with a mutual friend of ours. Um. I think you were just playing keys for an event that we had and I think that's initially how we met and then I started seeing you more often because you were coming to the to my church and things like that but okay I don't think it was at Oak Cliff
2: okay well I definitely well maybe it wasn't there that I met you but I know that you sung you were singing with with the worship team not like in the at the not for the church but for the young adults oh, at
1: the singles thing at the
2: singles things yeah I said young I adults but that. singles yes and so yes. but that was within that in those couple of years or so I think so I think that's what I'm thinking of but
1: probably because that's the mutual friend did sing at those events sometimes. yes okay so okay yeah I it was probably all interconnected
2: okay that makes sense I was
1: sense. like I wasn't in no, in no young adult yeah no over. I said yeah
2: I said young adults <laughs> I meant singles is what I meant to say yes yeah, so sing okay so, yeah, yeah. but I, we're in the right space, though.
1: So, we met doing music, and mm-hmm. I, I think at that point, I didn't really have an idea of who you were, mm-hmm. like, just how incredible you were. Oh. and
2: That's Fetty Kai. Kai.
1: No, I'm serious. But then, like, over time, it was like, oh, this dude is, like, really solid and can really play. And I don't think I found out that you sit, sang until... A few years after that, though, because mm. every time I encountered you, it was always in the context of playing keys.
2: Mm. That makes and sense. And so
1: then over at some point, I don't know, found out like, oh, you sing too? Wait, what? <laughs> and so it's just been kind of a longstanding friendship, I think, since then that started around all things music, which is not uncommon, I think, in the creative spheres. Yeah. So what was it like growing up in this musical family with four siblings, being the middle child? Like, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Um It was it was really cool. It was really cool growing up with with a bunch of siblings. It was um challenging too just because um it was challenging in that like I was in this I, you know, being the second to the youngest. It's like I'm fall like I'm looking up to three other people in terms of siblings so I'm like I'm like okay I want to I want to be like them I want to do what they're doing but then I also had this like with my youngest brother he was always kind of almost attached to my hip in some way not always but he followed me everywhere so the challenge for me was I'm trying to figure out everything that they're doing and then I got to figure out who I am so that I can teach him how to do it too and it was kind of because he kind of we both kind of followed like they, they used to call us the brats. It was funny. The older three they had this nickname. That was they they would call us they, amongst themselves. They would call us the brats, <laughs> and then we found it out later. And it was like okay, that's how y'all are. But um and so anyways, I mean, but but it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, um, we always yeah, there was always music. Never a dull moment, and never a dull moment in in our house, um, and um, it was something that connected us. Obviously you know um with god too you know growing up in church and all those things like the spiritual things but music was something that always happened we would always always instruments playing always singing when i was um, when i was you know really really little my dad would line um four of us up and then when my my youngest brother was uh, old enough to sing too he would line all five of us up together and he would be like here's your part here's your part and we would make us sing harmony and and he didn't joe jackson us at all but it was okay
1: there was people would be wondering (laughs) yes yeah he did
2: not joe jackson us but but um but it definitely there was um definitely this standard of um and i'll use the word perfection um um because sometimes we can confuse this is going to be good too, because because excellence and and perfection are not the same thing and so um, it was good that we had this thing to push for, um, but later on in life, that kind of was like, oh, so I gotta be perfect then <laughs> mm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay. oh, so i gotta be I gotta be perfect all the time oh, I didn't, okay, all right, I guess I'll just try to do that you know, um, but it was but it was also really cool because, like I said, it you know, I, we were always striving to just be great, you know, always striving to do good, especially with music, um, and so I'll, I'll, um we, we, you know, we all kind of came through that and then uh, it was cool because like, like I said, I mentioned my uncle Joseph, he would come fly down and he would like, he was like the fun uncle. So we would, you know, he would come fly down and he would play this crazy piano and then he would have us singing these crazy McDonald's songs and all this. It was just like all this stuff and he would take us to, to showbiz pizza to see most of y'all this, you know, you know, they have those, those memes, you know, this generation will never know what it means. Like y'all know Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese, but it was showbiz pizza before it was Chuck E. Cheese. You know, Chucky yeah. was just a little in the background. He was just a little mascot. He
1: was not the main character. He
2: was not the main character, you know? Um, but anyways, yeah. So, um, it was just cool. It was, it was cool. It was always music connecting us, always music playing, always like everywhere. We go church, home mm. school, everything was just like music, music, music all the time. That was kind of how it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So how how did this impact i guess your view on life now as an adult this idea because you said, you know, you found that it kept coming up this idea of being perfect. How has that impacted you?
2: Mm. It is. Wow. Yeah, it that's a that's a good question. <laughs> um and that's a that's a, a quite a meaty question too. Um but for me it it, it has impacted me in. um great ways but then also um not so great ways so the great ways or the the good ways rather would be and i won't even say it's so much good that i was striving to be perfect because it wasn't good that i was striving to be perfect i think you know in our minds excuse me this attempt of being perfect we're just i want to get it right i want to get it right i want to get it right so so it it sometimes in in the in the, in the heart of a person, of a child, it's for a child it's it's really kind of translates as excellence. Like we're shooting for excellence, okay. but you know, like hey, I'm just doing my best. I want to be the best. I want to do the best I can. But mm-hmm. then as you grow older, then it it kind of morphs into this pride thing, and it morph- <laughs> and whether like see, and I like to say. I think that everybody who knows me, like, really, really knows me and, and knows that, like, like, I'm a people person. I love people. So I like to I like to believe that I have a good heart um, as much as I can, to the extent that I'm not opposing the scripture when it says that the heart is wicked. So, so it's like, yeah, that's nice. Halo, but the heart is trash. Everybody's heart <laughs> is trash. So it's so but, but like I like to believe I have a, I have a good heart. And so but but inwardly i may not have expressed it outwardly all the time but inwardly i would i dealt with pride because i would be like i'm you know i gotta be perfect i got this down i play this thing perfectly i gotta sing this line i gotta sing this little run Mm. perfectly i can't mess it up because if i mess it up then i won't meet the standard that daddy said Mm. i won't if i don't do this not even that god said not that not that anybody else said just that daddy said there's this pride there's this so then that was that thing morphed over the years and it it laid dormant um within me and so it affected the way that I did things. I could as I when I at, at a young age I can remember um I can remember been high I remember in high school like like I couldn't be wrong. Like it was like I'm not wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. About anything. <laughs> About anything. <laughs> okay. It was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and uh and I could you know like like nobody likes to be wrong, right? But Yeah and like, yeah, I mean, like, but like, you have to prove to me I'm wrong. That was how it was for me. It was like, mm. like, I like, it's always like, if I'm wrong about it, cool. I mean, I can deal with it, but you got to prove, like, you better make sure that you know, I'm wrong. Cause if you don't know I'm wrong, <laughs> then, you know, step aside, son, you know, cause like this is, you know, I'm right. And, and so that, yeah, that, that definitely became an issue as I got older because I, I was striving to just look right. And I, and so then with the inward pride comes this mask. Mm. And so then you, so then you don't, then you show something to people that's not honest. You, you know, I went through in this phase of high school. I don't, know, I don't know if everyone goes through this. I know for me, I did. Like I was like, I started cussing because I was around these. You know, I'm exploring. I'm around these. I'm around these kids. You know, mine
1: was in middle school. Was yours in middle but school? I my
2: face, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I started cussing. I was smooth. Like I'm, I'm going to curse, and 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 this, is, and I was, man, I can do this. This is wow. This is different. And okay, you know, I would be around people, and I had my little phase, and, and you know, and then I, I fell out of it, but it was like. I could never say that to my uh, siblings, to my, to anyone in my family that I cursed. Oh my gosh, you used a curse word. How could you ever do such a thing? Caleb Shaw Campbell? you child of God, you, <laughs> like I said in the <laughs> beginning, you know, like, you know, child of God does not mean perfect. Child of God does not mean without fault ever in life you know we've all fallen short according to god's word so it's like that we can forget about trying to trying to reach that but that's what i found i found that as i got older and older and older i would i would not want people to see the things that were wrong with me Mm -hmm. you can't you can't see what's wrong with me i don't want to talk about that let's not oh man you know no and i would always i would argue down i mean i would argue i will argue with the sky and be like no you're not uh, you're not baby blue, Sky. You're more of an aqua teal. Thanks, Sky. Don't try to argue <laughs> with me about what your color is, and then I go to the wall and be like, "Yeah, you're dull." <laughs> you know, you know. It's like Caleb, just yeah. chill, bro. Like I, I just couldn't be, I couldn't be wrong ever, and that, and that became problematic, you know, because even though I love people and I'm goofy and I play and I clown and all that stuff like that, when it gets down to those heart issues, it's like, man, I didn't want to deal with it because it's like, ah. Uh, Nah, it's cool. I'm just going to I'm going to keep pretending like I got it all together because, Mm. you know, I got to uphold the standard that daddy said. Daddy always was like, it's got to be perfect. You got to get this right. Got to be perfect. It's got to be, you know, and so
1: here's what's crazy about that. So literally, I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Mm -hmm. I posted something on Instagram talking about. It's been two years since I moved to Dallas Mm -hmm. from Indiana. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about how I struggle so often with making the right or the wrong decision. And I have this like internal critic that I find myself wrestling with about being right or wrong and being perfect. Like what you're describing, Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: and for me, it wasn't a daddy thing as much as just like. I don't. I really don't know where it came from, but I mm. just have this idea that, like, I got to have it together. I got to, you know, make sure I'm always doing the right thing. There's no room for mistakes or error. And mm. for me, that is incredibly crippling at times oh, because yes. there's so much weight and pressure. And it's like I find myself sometimes frozen because it's like I want to do the exact right thing and if i'm concerned that it's not the exact right thing i may just stand still for a while until i can figure out like okay i need to go left two steps and then go right and then go left again um and and i i wonder how many people find themselves in that space of really struggling with this idea of being perfect and then that like, like you talked about that pride rising up in you because as much as I would hate to admit it, like I, I've had many about with being a prideful person just because like I think I know yeah, and yeah. I think critically and I think about things other people don't think about. And I have alternative perspectives. So mm-hmm. y'all need to listen to me. And it's like, girl, go sit down. Like <laughs> <laughs> You don't know everything. So I can totally relate to what you're talking about, just these concepts of like being perfect and dealing with pride and wearing that mask uh because of whatever whether that's because of fear because of um concern about maybe failure some sometimes it's concern of success like all these things that contribute to putting up this facade or acting as if things are yeah. well even if they're not
2: Woo. yeah <laughs> it, it 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 gets real It gets real and 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 yeah i mean that's that's the that's the very thing that i I realized that for many many years just deep in my heart it was like i'm just not i was not willing to i wasn't i wasn't willing to lose (laughs) because it made me competitive (laughs) about everything but then it was like so then that means like because you're thinking that you have to do this thing to be perfect that means that you like That means that even if I have to tell the truth about something like if I if I need to tell the truth about something I'm not going to do it because telling the truth means that I'm losing because then I'm exposing what's really going on with me And then what about the way people see me? What if people think this what if people think that about me? Oh, I did this. Oh, I said that. Oh my gosh. I you know All of that stuff and it's like that's so irrelevant to anything like 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 you can't you can't grow in life if you're not willing to be honest like literally this is funny we said it so um i don't want to jump too deep too soon but like literally like so <laughs> this is a perfect example this is so funny this is what i'm about to tell you. so you can't see it right now um but i have like a scar <laughs> um that's healing healing right now and um it is from so the other, a few days ago, talk about pride. <laughs> a few days ago, I was out with PJ, uh, PJ Morton.
1: Boy, I saw that video.
2: Did you see that video? <laughs>
1: Tell the people, though, okay, but they so, may not know.
2: So, okay, so so some of you may or may not be familiar with PJ Morton. He's a phenomenal uh, Grammy Award winning, two-time Grammy Award winning um, a mm-hmm. songwriter, producer, artist. He's phenomenal. Really good guy. I connected with him a couple of years ago, but just recently I started um, um, playing with him. Um and so anyway, so we were in uh Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. The background singer was talking mad noise to me. And I'm like, bro, you're not going to get me on the court like cuz like <laughs> playing basketball all this we all talk smack and stuff like that. So, fast forward, we, he was saying some stuff to me about you know that and so i was like man you can't you can't see me you shorter than me you you I'm, I'm i'm taller than you i'm stronger than you i'm faster than you he was like you ain't faster than me you sloppy da, 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 this 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 saying all this stuff and then somebody like chimed in and was like being messy it was like oh you, oh, oh so you're ain't faster oh y'all should race then if he ain't faster than you oh y'all should race it's so it stupid so he fed into it and i was like i'm not afraid to race i was like i'm going to smoke you like it's not even a game <laughs> Like you know, I was like riding off of my brother's success too. Like my, my one of my older brothers um, ran track, and like he was all state, like okay. number one state in Texas. He was like all state, and so but I used to run with him. Like I would run track, so I never actually ran Damn. track, but I definitely was like I was conditioned for in, in to some extent because I ran with him often, and I would, when I would go to track meets and stuff, and like I, I was hanging. So like I understood some things about it anyways all that to say we were both talking smack and pride goes before destruction (laughs) and a heart of spirit before a fall Proverbs 16 18 we you know, we got to running so we ran And we started the race and it was a little short like maybe not even the equivalent of a 100 meters Like I mean, I don't know maybe something like that. So we ran and man within the first like four seconds I tripped and I fell and I fell over, oh, I lost my balance, and I was like, what is this crap? <laughs> so I like, literally, I got to my arm, and you know, now just so y'all know, the next day, Cause I, cause I was like, you can't claim that win, bro. You can't claim that win. That's trash. He gave me, he, and he wouldn't, I was like, no, let's redo it. He wouldn't do it. He was like, no, you're going to sit in this. You're going to sit in this. And I was like, you are trash for this. So anyways, I was like, you can't claim that as a win, bro. I fell down. You didn't win, but a win is a win, whatever. The next day we redid it and I definitely beat him (laughs) and I didn't fall. So don't get it twisted. I'm right again in life. I am right. Just so y'all know, I'm still yes. right all the time. No, I'm, just, I'm totally joking about that. I'm I'm not joking about winning though, but I am joking about being right because it doesn't matter. But I am still Good. competitive. But I, but my point in bringing all this up is, the one the funny. I was talking to my fiance. Shout out India, soon to be India me Campbell. What? Okay, hey, India. I, I was um like I was talking to her and like she said something about. So, so she's been helping me out with one because she's she's more medical field. So she was helping me out with like you know putting like saline. I guess that's like that's like clean like a, a sterile water or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was like so doing this stuff, and she was like, yeah. I was like, so she was like, you know, it it, it will heal faster if it's open if it's not covered. You can put uh, put like some petroleum or whatever. Put some uh, uh, what's the stuff? Uh, what's the most common st- stuff? Huh? You
1: talking about Vaseline? You
2: said petroleum, so... Like, yeah, it's, it's like petroleum, yeah, Well, Vaseline, but, like, but what's the stuff that's, like, the same consistency as Vaseline, but it's, Neosporin? like... Neosporin? Neosporin, there we go. Like, you know, you put any of your stuff on there, and, like, that's cool, but, like, like, I would put a bandage on it so they won't stop rubbing up against stuff, but, like, she was like, as much as you can throughout the day, just, like, take it off so that it can air out, because... When it's not, when it's not covered. That was a long way just to get to this point, but but I think it's, it's okay. good because I think that people need to hear this. Like, cause it's in the process, like, not like I think that's re- that really ties into, and it really I was like, come on, Holy Spirit, give me a revelation. Looking at my toe up arm, <laughs> right now, <laughs> like, like you know, I really realize it's like you you can't like if you're not willing to deal with it and like like out in the open, like, and I thought about this like. Like I don't want to like I'm I don't want to wear short sleeve shirts right now because you can low key mm. see the white meat a little bit still, like it was a little nice little nice it was a nice little uh, uh scrape that I got like but uh, it's like embarrassing like I don't want to so I've been wearing long sleeve every day but it's like who cares Caleb actually <laughs> like it doesn't matter like just wear a short sleeve shirt if that's what you want to wear and if you want to wear the band aid this point, I don't want people to see I got a band aid on because I don't want people asking what happened to your arm or I don't want to just not wear the band aid because then they'll see this big ugly scar but it's like you can't if you're not willing to be open like it heals faster and it heals better when it's when it's out in the open like straight up come on i'm
1: about to send you an offering come on
2: listen (laughs) hey i'm so serious like like that really blessed me i was like thank you lord like i appreciate that because that's helping me right now deal with myself and just like thinking it got me to thinking about my life lord is there anything that i'm not being honest about it. is there anything that i'm not willing to just leave like out in the open if we're not willing to be transparent and be out in the open not tell everybody your business not you know if you look listen if you if you just have a, if you have a past to promiscuity all over the place you ain't got to tell everybody everybody's name that you ever was kicking it with that's not wise yeah, but you know what i'm saying like whatever it is, whatever in life that you deal with whatever we all have a past we all have struggles we all it's real life but if you're not willing to be honest and just be bare at least with yourself first yeah. and, and and god and then somebody else a couple of accountable people like you you can't heal you can't grow you can't deal with yourself and and i had to learn to deal with myself and the pride and and there was a, there was a time that came in my life about two and year, two and a half years ago you remember where I was at mm-hmm. <laughs> rough place and yeah it took a rough place in my life now um mm-hmm. where where I was just broken where like God showed me like Caleb yes I love you yes you're gifted yes you're anointed yes that's all nice but you're there's more to you than music and 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 you got some issues bro like you got issues you got pride issues Uh, uh, You can kind of be a little manipulative at times that may not have been like my thing thing But it was there though. (laughs) It was there. I could I I knew how to I knew how to because think about it Pride and manipulation they go hand in hand if you're prideful, then you know, you'll You you will manipulate situations because you don't want to be wrong So I let me let me control the narrative because I don't want to be wrong because if I'm wrong then well, what people think about me I can't be wrong Everybody thinks I'm this Everybody thinks I'm good Everybody thinks I'm the best Oh Caleb He's so good on this Or good at that Oh so he's gotta be perfect And it's like No Caleb got issues bro Caleb is broken Just like everybody else Caleb is You know what I'm saying Caleb is, is You know You know A mess yeah. <laughs> Without Christ And without growth And without You know Discovering Who God has made me to be You know So that was a little path But I I really I hope I that, that blessed the people I hope that You know Cash app is... No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. Y'all, uh, don't y'all yes. send me nothing. Please don't do that. I would not even dare get my cash app. I'm totally joking. But that's a thing today, boy. People be posting them cash apps, don't they?
1: <laughs> they do. It's my birthday. Here my cash app. I, I can't stand it, but I'm not going to get off on that. Yes. So I love this analogy of the Band-Aid and just exposing things because I think that's a lot of the premise of what we're talking about here on Heart Combos is exposure and vulnerability and Mm. not keeping things hidden because ultimately it doesn't help you to grow to thrive to heal to continue to make progress towards whatever the things are that you're seeking to do Mm. in life whether that's in relationships and career just for your own well-being as an individual um so tell tell me a little bit about the heart combo that you had yeah i think you said it was a little over a year ago is that what you mm-hmm. was it about a mm-hmm. year ago mm-hmm. um let's talk a little bit about that
2: all right <laughs> let's go ding 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 um so um the heart combo that I had was a very 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 difficult one very very difficult so going back to the whole pride thing and just just all, all that stuff that God is um, um, broken me up, and still breaking me up. It's it's, it's a process. I'm not who I was, but I, but I'm definitely you know we're we're always growing. But in that process, so so to so, so leading up to this conversation, I'll just say. In 2016, I was engaged for six months, and then that ended after six months, and my heart was just broken, and then it kind of lingered a little bit um, because the young lady didn't know what she wanted, and so she, you know and and um so like. Like I was just heartbroken, like completely shattered, like, and I slowly fell into depression. I started making some poor decisions, and like, like I just slipped into like really, really bad depression. Really, and then because of some poor decisions I made, it led to it led to some like, like anxiety. Um, like I'm telling y'all, man, I mean I went through some stuff, like for real, for real, for real, um, and so all of that putting me in that space to where i was like i got to deal with myself god started showing me generational things he was taking me to the scripture and showing me things showing me spiritual warfare what does that really mean how to like how to attack these things in your life and how to break free from you know we use the term generational curses generational cycles um the bible talks a lot about the iniquities of your forefathers um and a lot of people don't know what iniquities you know iniquity mean and iniquity is really literally like it's it's something that you you know that um you 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 inherit like there's have you ever noticed there are c- certain things that you just do and it's like man i do not want to be this way like i hate the, like just this thing there's just like these things sometimes that you do and it's like and it's stuff that you don't like but you like man i act i got this from my Maybe my grandfather or I got it from or my or my or my father or my mother or like, man, why do I do this? I don't like this. And so God was showing me things like, hey, look, this is why you struggle with this. This is why you struggle with pride. This is why you struggled with lust. This is why you struggle with X, Y, Z. Like he was just exposing things in, to, in my life. And I was like, man, God. So all of that led me down this path where I was like. I began to um, realize things about my father, Um um. So, so the conversation that I had to have was was with my father. I re- began to realize things. You know, we all, when we see our parents, we want them to. You know, for most of us, anyways, especially a, a young man, your your hero sh- is usually your father. In most cases, you know, if yeah. you have a if you have a decent relationship with them, and if you grow up with your father in the home, that tends to be the person that you look to. Like that's that's your hero. That's the that's the that's the person who, who who you look to for affirmation. That's the person you look to. Um, and really, a lot of people, um, just a side note, that's the person who is supposed to be the example of God's love for you. So to the people listening, and I hope that this speaks to your heart. Many of you listening right now, um, you may struggle with your relationship with God, with your faith in God and with your trust in God, because your father, who is supposed to be that example, did not give you a good reason to trust your father Mm -hmm. was not like active in the way that he should be or not not affirming or not not there or whatever just dishonest or whatever the case may be and so that's just kind of a side note but I got to this place where I realized man my I always knew my dad wasn't perfect but there were things I realized man I'm struggling and I've dealt with some stuff because you didn't teach me how to do this because you didn't Mm -hmm. teach me how to do x y and z and I dealt with it internally but but pride It's amazing pride and more so more so fear, which is tied into pride in some ways. But fear kept me from fear, kept me from really being able to um, it kept me from really being able to address things like i was just afraid to have conversations i was afraid to like talk about my concerns and my frustrations Dad, i need to talk about this why did you do this and i don't like this that this happened i don't like that you do this right now i don't like you do you know like all these things and so the conversation eventually had to happen because i was becoming more frustrated because um as time was going by this is so like end of 2017 i felt i mean i mean great depression great anxiety like I'm talking about I almost was was medicated, um, like literally like I went and got a prescription filled. Um, I didn't take it because for me, I just that wasn't going to be the best thing for me, for Caleb. It was on my path. I chose to not take it because I was like, I, I know that there's a deeper issue to this. And I was reading up all the stuff about the medication. i was like, oh, I don't want this happening to my body because it's not going to make it better. Mm-hmm. So for me, that wasn't the path I took. But that's how bad it was for me. Like all of this stuff, but all of this stuff God was showing me that I'm dealing with was stemming from not knowing who I am, not being affirmed, and generational things that I inherited. My own decisions. Now, don't, don't, don't let me make sure I, I say this too, because we can't. You can't just blame everything on your parents. We all make mm-hmm. our own decisions. We do things that open the door up for the enemy to come in and torment us and 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 mess with our lives because when we make poor decisions sometimes you know it's like hey um it's you know it's 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 definitely a thing where you know we like i said we can't blame everything on our parents but there's a lot that we inherit that we just didn't ask for like i i I didn't i didn't ask for this i didn't ask to feel this way i didn't ask to i didn't ask for this stuff why do i have to why am i dealing with this and so this conversation, like I, re- I, re- I was becoming more frustrated because I realized like I would be like, I'd be home. And so, so I stayed with my parents for many, many years. Like, like I said, I'm 33, like, I I had the money to, to go get my own place, all of that stuff. I mean I was no problem, but I just chose to stay with them. I was like, I'ma save my money. I ain't got nothing to prove, nothing to y'all females. I ain't got none to prove. Y'all can <laughs> I ain't worried about y'all. I'm gonna get my place when I want to. That was how I was. I was like, I'm straight. Until I get my place and get married, I really don't have anything to prove. So I stayed with my parents and that was kind of the way I was. Um but in, in that, like there were just things that I began to realize like in my in, in that place that I was at. I was like my my dad he wasn't able to really help me like because he wasn't very transparent he wasn't willing to kind of get bare and deal with things so I was like I was finding myself struggling like man this 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 and what's this happening um and so I'll just just kind of just to give y'all a little more detail because this is an important part of my of my testimony you know and me getting where I'm at now so you know in dealing with all the broken engagement stuff. Um, one of the key things that really just messed me up um, was I was out of town on a tour playing with this band and I ended up just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I was never, you know, drugs, and was, this is not my thing, it just never will be my thing. But being in a low place, not really caring and kind of feeling like, oh, nobody cares, whatever. I ended up taking like a marijuana edible and it, and long story short, I had a trippy night that night. <laughs> it was not not fun. Anybody's ever done anything like that, you know. That and God showed me real quick. Yeah, that's not something to play with. And so, but after that night, it really messed my mind up, and I felt like I never quite came back from that. I was like, "What is going on?" Like my like everything got cloudy. I felt like I was like like I had stepped outside of my body just a little mm. bit. It was crazy. I was like, "What is going on in my life?" And I dealt with that like for. The next two and a half years, like, just like, and so, being back on, like, going back to what I'm saying about being with my dad, I talked, to him I shared that with him, and like, I just kind of got these real self righteous responses, like, well, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I I never did any stuff like that, man, you know, because I just I just didn't, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I just I knew better than that, you know, those kind of things, and I'm like. Yeah, you ain't helping me, Playboy. You ain't helping me. <laughs> you, ain't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I need you to like, you know, and so even praying, like praying for things and dealing with things spiritually, um, like there was just I needed more. And so um God sent a man into my life, my my pastor, and he just really helped me walk through some things, but he started I started seeing things. I'm like, it was he was helping me to just see some things, like, hey, look. Like you're grown Like I lived in this world Where I lived in this world where Everything was like Under my dad's Like my life was like I lived my life under my dad's household Like Everywhere I go like oh I can't do this Or I can't act this way or I can't do this 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 Or he'll never oh I can't let them know that I That I've ever been drunk before Or that I've been drunk many times (laughs) Or that I've been you know Um you know what I mean? Or whatever the case, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or, or, or that, whatever the case, whatever the thing is, like whatever the iniquity, whatever the circumstance, like I, I, oh, I can't talk about this. I lived my life trying to be perfect, trying to because because my dad did the same thing. I saw him get into very make very poor decisions, very poor decisions, but not not like own them. Mm -hmm. and and not walk and like and live in forgiveness and repent and like I'm gonna just turn to you Lord and I'm gonna be an example and I'm gonna give this to you but like but instead I just saw him pretend and act like everything was okay and act like nothing ever happened and act like you know what I mean I just saw him I saw him pretend
0: so we're gonna go ahead and stop the episode right there I am so excited about part two of this conversation where Caleb will dive um, even deeper into the relationship with his father and what it has looked like to navigate that relationship, how to even work through some of the hurt that was caused by his father's response to his wanting to be vulnerable. And so I hope that you guys will tune in next week to continue this conversation with Caleb Sean. Thank you so much, Raffine for sitting down with Caleb to make this happen. Until next week, remember, it is not a hard conversation. It is a heart conversation. Peace.